and welcome to another episode of Ungimmick. Uh, all five of us are here today. We have Alex Moreau, hey. Connor McDonald, Hello. Matthew O'Neill, and Sanjeev Vinod. My name is, of course, Gonzalo Souza. It is a pleasure to be here uh, for yet another episode of our podcast. And let's jump straight into the topic today. We will be talking about scripting your magic. And to present that for us, we have Connor McDonald. Ooh, all right, boys. This is a this is a very interesting topic. I know we all have very strong opinions about scripting, so let me just kind of get through it. Uh, there is going to be a moment for us to just kind of go wild and attack this, but I have a little bit of a structure I want to follow. Is that okay? Of course. Of course. So memorizing memorizing a script is never easy, and let alone let alone writing one. <clears throat> but does that make it okay to not have one at all? So today I want to talk about the pros and cons of scripting and if the lengthy process of writing one is truly worth our time. Okay? Yes, sir. That's going to be fun. Uh, I am to going answer. to go on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I think we broke a record by <laughs> It has been a minute. And it's been one minute. And Alex, have a has all this, Alex has all this pent-up energy. He'll tell you about it, but... I am going to set a timer for five minutes to keep us on track. I just want us to strictly talk about the pros and cons of scripting. For five minutes? Take it away. Oh, boom, dude. Okay, since I'm already talking, might as well. Uh, Pros and cons of scripting. Uh, Pros, you now get to prepare in advance and actually say interesting things instead of say whatever pops into your mind, which, no offense to you guys, it's not interesting. Like, no one cares what your mind voice is saying. Uh, It's probably utter fluff um completely guilty as charged i'm speaking only from my own experience um straight the first con that pops into my head is the super majority of people when they are speaking from a script they sound like they're speaking from a script and that kills everything you want to create about the atmosphere Um, and it takes a little bit more effort to sound like you are a human being and sound like you are natural but i do not to give away opinion but i would say that the pros outweigh the cons understandable oh yeah the pros totally outweigh the cons uh when you were saying about the the sounding like you you're you're reading from a script i think that is a poorly prepared script you did not rehearse enough if you sound like you're if you're if you sound like you're uh reading if you literally pretend like you're reading uh because you it shows you're not engaged you're not in the moment and i I wrote i wrote a ton of notes (laughs) on this because there's having a script and knowing what you're saying but it's also about sort of knowing the structure of what you're going to do some people say i think oh, connor explicitly said to just talk about pros and cons let's try oh, sh- and keep shoot. the discussion <laughs> sorry, okay sorry, i'm sorry i got too excited because i, I know saw connor's face i'm like i'm connor's not stopping him i am you're right, you're right. Beep. alex beep. learned matt you beep yeah exactly uh so yeah that, uh, I don't think there are any cons. Because of that statement, I don't think there are any cons to writing a script. I think there are only pros. Interesting. Gonzalo? No, I, I'm going to, to agree. I think we're all going to agree uh, in the end. Uh, to me, the biggest, uh, the biggest pro to, to actually writing a script is what Sanjeev already brought up, so I want to, to underline it, is knowing what you will say. Because it's... It's very important to, to prepare um, your what you were 
I, I every single episode. See, I just, I people blame. suck at improv. You got to know what you're going to say. Do. <laughs> they do. It's, it's exactly this. And last episode, I edited this out, and I'm not editing this out today. It proves my point. If had I had I prepare everybody prepare this because we never do this. The idea is to be conversational. Had I had something prepared and written down, I would deliver it and convey my points in an articulate manner. This way, I'm scrambling for words at times, trying to find what will best fit um, the occasion. And I didn't get to say anything in the end. Like, if we're honest with ourselves, I didn't add anything to this discussion, which is myself adding something to the discussion. You're trying your best, man. You're trying your best. And I think we have to applaud that. (laughs) To be honest, every single con I have ever heard people develop about scripting has never been relevant. Ever. I have heard a lot of people try to describe scripts. They... And 99% of them just didn't understand what a script was. Do you want to and name just, some common arguments against? so that? Oh, yeah. Well, can... common arguments is the most common is it gets me out of the moment. I don't get to interact with people. It's, mm-hmm. it's like it's everything, which we'll talk about it later. I don't think it's true. But let me just put this out there. I think asking what are the cons to scripting is like saying what are the cons to a memorized deck? I mean, what? you're in memorized stack, you can do anything you want. And if things go wrong and you're no longer in memorized stack, you have available to yourself the entirety of card magic which has ever <laughs> been created. <laughs> Same thing with scripts. You know exactly what you're doing. If anything changes, you get to react or just do something else. You get to say all the entire entirety combination of words in the English language or any language you're performing for that matter. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like a con... Someone saying is a uh, a con to writing a script is an ex- this is a, a bit of a hot take, but sort of an excuse for not wanting to put in the the really difficult effort for writing a mm-hmm. script. And I feel like every con, every like con that can be listed in about a writing a script can be answered with try harder. Yeah, totally. Or better, by the way. Because it's, it's a hard mean? writing a script is a hard matter, and Try, that's it's true. Really it's, hard it's really not easy by your own. Mm-hmm. Collaboration is really important when you're writing a script, making sure people check it because what you think works might not work. So, uh, I, oh, I'm, we're right I'm, on time. Right on time. <laughs> so, yeah, Jim, you can say one more thing. If no, you I was just gonna say I think you have unfortunately come upon an a unanimous group that are all in, in agreement with scripting <laughs> all being, in agreement uh, with at least scripting. the pros outweighing the cons. So I'm, I'm sure you want to know like techniques to improve. Is that where, where the rest of the discussion is going? I'm curious to hear. That's, that's going to be the second half. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I actually want to try something never done before on ungimmicked history. Wow. I want to do an experiment. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm honestly I have worried. Prepared, I have prepared one script and oh, so I have two topics. I've prepared a script for one of them, and the other one I have not prepared a script. You prepared? I'm gonna turn my camera off. So you guys yeah, that can't. is the first on gimmick history. <laughs> history, I don't gimmick. History. For an episode. Oh God! That's my example, my guys. <laughs> I'm turning off my camera. You won't be able to see which one I'm reading off of, or which one I'm like, or which one I'm coming up with. And we're just going to kind of go with it. And you guys are going to give me, give me your input. And you guys are going to have to figure Very out which one was dude. prepared, which one wasn't. I love it. I love All it. Right, Good go stuff. That's exciting. All right. I'm going to turn off my camera. Boop. 
Goodbye, yeah, let's boys. Start, let's start. <laughs> we just lost six viewers. Number... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Connor's face disappears. Okay, everybody <laughs> leaves. Um, but Connor, please do give us your um, act one. <sighs> ah, yes, boys. <laughs> the steps it takes to make the most delicious cup <laughs> of mac and cheese. <clears throat> Now these steps are actually, these are simple steps. They happen pretty quickly. Uh, the so we're, today we're going to be making craft mac and cheese. So all we need is water, milk, macaroni noodle, like the macaroni noodles, butter, and then the cheese powder that kind of comes with the the box. So first you're going <laughs> to add the. <laughs> we're I'm all muted, dude. So <laughs> we're all laughing <laughs> so hard. Oh my god. I'm sorry, mate. Go on. Stick with me. Stick with me. I'm muting myself again. So, <laughs> so first, um, let me take a minute. I'm laughing. So first, you're gonna boil six cups of water. I think, right? You're gonna boil six cups of water. Uh, once it's been boiling for a while, you're gonna put the macaroni in and cook it till uh, it's kind of tender. Usually, that takes about uh, I think it's like seven to eight minutes. Uh, when the macaroni is nice and tender, like I said, you're gonna strain them in some, uh, strain them out of the water, put them back into that pot that you were using. You're gonna mix in one fourth cup of butter, one fourth cup of milk, the cheese powder, and then into the cooked macaroni. And you're gonna mix it and stir it until all the ingredients, all the ingredients have combined into a nice and creamy <laughs> sauce. Now, it's, it's recommended that you use a wooden spoon during this step when cooking the mac and cheese because wooden spoons are less likely, <laughs> likely to absorb the flavor like metal spoons or plastic spoons. So Connor, everyone... Connor, I'm cutting off your act one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Is it too long? For, for your rendition of, <laughs> okay. of macaroni and cheese, but oh, I'm, I'm very interested to listen to your, to your act two. So I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna push you to start uh, to start that okay, one. Okay, thank you. That came All right, out here's of the next nowhere. one. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was random, wasn't it? Uh, this one's actually very similar. We're gonna be making some spaghetti, guys. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, spaghetti is usually originated in Italy. No, do not laugh. Mute yourself if you're gonna laugh. I need to get through this. Um, so first, you're gonna go and pick out any sort of spaghetti noodle that you want. Uh, my favorite is the fettuccine noodles. And uh, the fettuccine alfredo today, and uh, and then what you're gonna do is you're, once again you're gonna put it in and you're gonna boil it till it's nice and tender. Uh, it was recommended to me by my grandmother that you add some olive oil, just a teaspoon of olive oil, into the pot while it's boiling to allow it to not be as sticky and be as flavorful. Uh, once again, you're gonna just strain it out. Uh, once that's done, mix uh, on the side, heat up some marinara sauce that comes in a can. And once that's all heated up, add some salt, pepper, maybe a bay leaf, put it all in, mix it on up, and there you go. You got some nice spaghetti. The only thing that I know is that if you make spaghetti, your marinara sauce has to be from a can. Bro, I'm just hey, imagining make it, but I'm going to like kick your ass. <laughs> Bro, I'm just imagining a letter from his grandma that's like, I've always loved you, grandson, and the secret is one spoon of olive oil. Which, by the way, uh, is a common misconception, but does not do anything. Oh, really? 
Yeah, it doesn't help. It makes grandma sick. happy, dude. It's it worth it. It makes grandma it. happy. Uh, gentlemen, yeah. I... I'm not sure I'm... that made any point, but it was very <laughs> awkward and hilarious. <laughs> All right, amazing. wait. Is the point of it to guess which one was scripted? Because I have I a guess. I think so. Yes, yeah. yes. So well, what we'll do here... Um, so Connor gave us two acts. Uh, one about macaroni, one about spaghetti. Um, and let's let's talk about them because one of them he did plan, he did write, and he did rehearse. Hmm. Which the is other surprising. One... <laughs> I know, isn't it? I, I was just I laughing so is. much, I lost my train of thought. I couldn't concentrate. I, so I'm the other one he didn't prepare, and he winged it on the spot. So I'm um, I'm curious to hear um, if any of you guys know which one. Um, so Matthew, you have your your hand raised like a, a yeah. fourth grader in the front row, very <laughs> eager to respond. You can blow that out too. <laughs> yeah, now now that's more work in post production. <laughs> that's what you get. <laughs> all right, all right. So uh, Connor, here's my guess. I'm guessing okay. the first one was scripted, and the second one was. I don't think it was improvised. I think you had the idea of what you were gonna say, but it was not directly scripted. Am I correct? Mm. Don't because say if you're correct. You guys Don't say if correct. I'm not gonna say. Yeah. I want oh to yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. You should wait. Um, I was, I, I had a similar guess to Matt, but it was the grandma point that threw me off because that sounded prepared. Um, but if I had to guess, I would guess the first is unscripted just cause ah, yes, boys. You put that in your script? Was that? There's no way that was scripted. There's no way. Why you say that before the script? What threw me off was the specific amounts. He had to remember all of that. Unless he improvised it. Oh, shoot. Okay, I'll just give my take. Um, first of all, I think it's going to be very dependent because like we were laughing our asses off. And the second script yeah. was close enough in subject to the first one that you could reference lots of things before. So I think, first of all, that point of comparison might not be exact. That said, I am pretty sure the first one was winked. Just because mm -hmm. you, I've never heard you say kinda that much, which is a dead giveaway of not knowing what you're gonna Very say. Very interesting. Of kinda or whatever or like, you know, those all those words that tend to appear when you don't know what you're saying. So something did come out of this. Something productive did come out of this experiment. I, I, I might be completely wrong, but yeah. I, no, I'm pretty yeah. sure. But this this is the most this is the the interesting part. More even than guessing which one he did or which one he didn't. Uh, is that we identify what things in one uh, would give away mm -hmm. more one thing and what things in the other would give away more of the other thing. Now, Connor, I'm going to ask you to, to reveal to them because I know you, you told me before when we were in the, in the planning of this, uh, so I'll, I'll, I won't make any comments here, but I, I want you to tell these guys uh, what your process was. So you guys bring up some great points. Oh, Sanjeev, you know, you brought up some great points about the grandma letter and the ah, yes. Uh, Alex, I think your point was really uh it really points out some flaws that i have uh but those flaws are just of me as a person oh the first one was scripted <laughs> oh wow <laughs> let's mac go. and cheese was scripted okay. and i wrote down as until i actually wrote down sanjeev ah yes <laughs> steps to making mac and cheese I actually did write that. Oh, jeez, it, it just man. came across as like came across that, as really That wasn't unnatural. the point. That was just a joke. That was a good script. <laughs> yeah, it felt you very know what? natural. Get Connor, you should have an envelope and have a prediction of what we should have get. What we would. Oh, get. I the thing is, okay. <laughs> let me actually point out something. I don't think because Sanjeev just said that was a good script. I think it's the opposite of a good script. It was a horrible script. But because the very objective of the script is passing off as improvisation, which. 
you know, there's some specific things where you want to do that, mm. but most of the time it's it's passing off as do. natural, not passing off as improv. And I think you want to pass off as improv to throw us off. To throw us off, yeah. But it also showed how a bad script can look, too. Yeah, because uh, let's, oh, yeah. let's be real. Both of those were terrible. Completely terrible. Like, if, you, if you did, like, the uh, analogy for magic, both uh-huh. of those would be, be shit. They would be yes. just narrating what you're doing, right? Now I'll take this coin, put it in my left hand, add a teaspoon of olive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah add some emotion to your, like... <laughs> Dressing and everything. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna lie, this might be the most unproductive fifteen minutes we've ever had on this show. <laughs> oh, but I perhaps the, 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 the funniest fifteen minutes we've had Maybe on this true. show. Probably. I hope we had some fun. Uh okay, I, if there are any any yeah. viewers or listeners that are still viewing or listening after that, congratulations. You're officially a fan of Ungiving. <laughs> you you, you made it this far. Congratulations. <laughs> it's only getting better from here. <laughs> uh yeah, so I I definitely said a lot of kind ofs and ums, and once again, that just comes from lack of preparation. You know, I had reviewed it a few times to make it come across as natural, but, uh, and once again, I was nervous, right? So when I came, it just was kind of coming off. You guys were laughing, right? It was throwing me off. There are a lot of different things that can come in and affect a script, and you have to be prepared for that. I'm I think like, here, one thing that you can see as well is that you did write a script and you did review it a couple times, but logically, because it is about mac and cheese, you didn't put into it uh, work to deliver it properly or to or to say if as if it was an actual magic show. If this was your magic script, you probably would have gone over it hundreds of times and practiced with emotions and with the beats. Uh, and that that does make a difference. And this is something that I that I'm something <clears throat> constructive towards the, the, the point that we're discussing this podcast. If you writing are, a script isn't enough. It, it isn't. You have to that, you, you've summarized it perfectly. You have to really go through it. The the beats are very important. Just having the words on the paper is your first step of many. Yeah. So don't don't be discouraged that after you've written your script, you're still not there. That's it. Is, you're still in the process. You haven't finished it. And you can keep improving your script over time as you perform it and you improv something that's funny. And if it hits then you would insert it into your script, and your script gets better over time with experience. That's not mm-hmm. a can. That is a thing. No, that... Okay. It's not maybe you will. It's you definitely will. Yeah, you definitely will. Here's here's an interesting uh, thought that I, that, I, that I wrote down, because I scripted it, I prepared. <laughs> but um, people, some people make an excuse not to do a script because they'll be like, oh, I'll flesh it out during performance and through repetition. I'll get it, which is true, but you still need the script beforehand because repeating it um, is repeating what works and keeping it in there if you write the script before you start now you have an idea of what's going to work so you don't have to be super nervous this goes back to the stage fright you feel i feel so unprepared when i have no idea what i'm going to say yeah it's the most terrifying thing and and indeed a scripting not only allows you to get a head start because you're going to get so much information that was 100 percent obvious and might take hundreds of performances unscripted but on the other hand when you're just going winging things and just going and just flushing out what doesn't work, that's what you're doing. You're not keeping what works. You're flushing out what doesn't work. So it, it's not it's not pulling you up. You're just getting rid of the worse, which I, I would argue makes you better, much slower than trying to put better mm-hmm. things on top. That's true. Uh, so then, boys, if we have a few minutes uh, before our intermission, do you have two more? What can I do us? to fix my script? What can you do to fix your? Give me scripts? some tips. 
Um, that's actually what, what if that was if that was a real magic script. Mm -hmm. First off, if that was a real magic script, I'd say get rid of it because it it's talking about it's <laughs> like it's like it's a it's literally a recipe yeah, a recipe, recipe script. Put the yeah. coin in the hand; it's gonna disappear. Yeah. But okay, so that's aside from an that, example, mm -hmm. without any like context, we you know get back to the ten steps. The script comes pretty late in that process. Mm -hmm. First yeah. of all, what what is your intention? What is the frame in which you're doing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And mm -hmm. if you guys do not know what I'm referring to, you should. Check back our other episodes where we detailed that um, that structure of how to come up with. Awesome. And regarding scripts specifically, if you've completed that process of thinking about intent, which I think is vital, um, the script itself, I think, as just a starting point for all even the casual pieces that you do, is try to minimize pure description of action. Um, sometimes it's very necessary. For example, in a piece like Triumph, um, I would think that that shuffling of face up and face down, that's a very uncommon image, especially for lay people. It's not something you do normally. And just doing that with, with no explanation of it whatsoever could be missed completely or be confusing. Uh, so things like that, I think you should describe. I'm gonna shuffle them face up, face down, then give a reason for it. Um, but other things like I have a coin, I have a red ball. Uh, Teller says it brilliantly, uh, so much of pattern is do, do you want me to read off Teller's quote? I have it Dude, here. Dude, yes, please. please do. Generally, magicians don't know what to say. So they say stupid and redundant crap like, here, I am holding your red ball. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. With that, gentlemen, we're, we're going to leave with a Teller quote to our halfway point in, in the podcast. Um, just Just to say... Uh, this first half was not only incredibly funny, but I do think that it was very productive, although uh, we spent a little bit of, uh, of our time laughing. Um, I really want to pick up on some of these points in the second half, so keep your minds sharp. Uh, I have to do my uh, weekly social media plug. Uh, you can and you should come follow us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash ungimmicked, or Instagram at ungimmicked. We would love to talk to you and, and engage with you. Uh, outside of our of our podcast itself, uh, listening to the podcast, you can listen to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on YouTube, YouTube.com/ungimmicked. If you would um, uh, feel so inclined, we are on Patreon. That's Patreon.com/ungimmicked. But the best thing you can do for us is share this podcast with a buddy. If you have a friend that would like to listen to this, uh, just send him uh, the link of our podcast and make get another member to our big extended ungimmick family. And our goal is to afford to get Alex a haircut. <laughs> Thank you. Dude, I, you saw me panic. I was like, what's our reason for donating? Uh, Alex's haircut. Thank you. Um, due to contract obligations, I do have to say that ungimmick is spelled U-N-G-I-M-M-I-C-K-E-D. Um, and with that all out of the way, we can go back to some productive stuff. Uh, and we have our breather crim today presented by Matthew. Yes, sir. All right, so I'm going to be recommending a magic show that you can watch completely for free on YouTube. It is phenomenal, and it really shows you what card magic can be. Uh, and it is Ricky J's 52 Assistants. Uh, phenomenal show, and it is scripted so elegantly, so perfectly. This guy, without skipping a beat knows what he's gonna say has good banter with the audience while still getting his points across just phenomenally presented and <clears throat> even though he all does it he does everything with a deck of cards 
you can't go out of his show saying, oh, he just did a bunch of card tricks. The material was so diverse in its nature. And that's what makes that show really, really beautiful. So I'd highly recommend it. 52 Assistants by Ricky Jay. Hopefully, maybe we can even link it in the description. Phenomenal show. Perfect. That's what I have to say. By the way, let me just bounce off to that. Yeah. You have no unscripted show has ever gotten good recognition. Ever. That's true. Every single show we talk about is being legendary. You know, the Darren Browns, the Ricky mm, Jays, yeah. Penn and Teller, well, everything. Everything rehearsed thousands of times. Yeah, exactly. Thousands I mean, of times. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I don't have to say anything else. Just let's let's take the discussion as but I think Conrad had planned a specific way for us to go. Am I right? So uh, this second half of the podcast, I really do. Uh, I just want to talk. I have some questions to consider. If you guys just maybe to get the brain going, uh, I'll, I can quickly say them, and then we'll just dive right back into it. Um, do you memorize your scripting? Who here memorizes scripting? Do you script out every trick that you do? Do some people have a gift of naturally being witty and articulate on the fly? Is it better to have an outline or just a, a fully scripted routine? Okay, let's let me. I, I'll start off here, because the one of the big books that made me change. And what an amazing book. And it was when I was a kid. And it's a book that's not talked about enough. And it's Scripting Magic by Pete McCabe, volumes one and two. And when people talk about books that were the most influential, everyone's going to toss out the, 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 I mean, the classics, right? The Bobos for the Coin Magicians. We're going to talk about the Books of Wonder, The Expert at the Card Table, etc., etc., The Card College. But a book that had a generally huge impact was Scripting Magic. Because finally somebody talks exactly about what we're talking the ins and outs and how to do it because the scripting is so misunderstood and that's the problem people think scripting is writing every single word you're going to say and reciting it which is not what scripting is about and there are as many approaches to scripting as there are scripters so all i'm gonna say is if you want to learn about the subject here's a little extra saying i don't care i'll just throw one in here if you're listening to the podcast, are not sure how to approach scripting because it's really hard, first, get your hand on those books. They're quite inexpensive. They're beautiful books with a large arrangement of tricks to illustrate all the points, some great efficient ways to script. They're beautifully produced, and you can get them on all of your standard magic dealers. Are they printed? Are they still in print? I believe they're still in print because they, okay. they, that was like volume one, then volume two, and then they made like a bundle with both of them. Good. Um, Vanishing Ink has it. I almost bought it the other day, actually. Vanishing actually, Ink has you it. should buy it right now, Connor. Because there's, <laughs> there's essays by so many people. There's how to script. There's approaches to scripting. There's exercising to understand how to script, how to go off of your script, how to go in and out of your script, how to make sure that you know what lines are important and which lines are you can go a little more, more freestyle, et cetera, et cetera. There's really everything you need to know about it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to sort of jump on a quick anecdote here. Uh, a few days ago, I was actually hanging out with Alex. I stayed a few days at his house, and he helped me script the, the second piece of my show. And we spent some time, we wrote out the script, and so I knew exactly what I was going to say. But it's more than that. It's choreography. That's what people forget. It is like a dance. You have to know everything your body is doing, where you're looking, while you're saying it, while doing technique. It's not easy. And you have to just rehearse it. He rehearsed it. He made me rehearse it until I was, like, frustrated. All right? And then he kept making me rehearse it. And then I'm really happy. 
Do you want to tell them what happened the day after you got home? Oh my God. Are you? Okay. Listen to this. All right. First of all, Alex and I, we were talking about magic involving dreams. Okay. So where was that a thing? And then we did the, the scripting and it was really good. And he says, you have to practice it every day. And actually something that helps, he says, think about it as you're going to sleep. Rehearse it as you're going to sleep because it'll stay in your conscious. I'll talk about it later. I had a dream that Alex made me rehearse my script. And I literally spent 20 reps rehearsing my script in my dream because of this guy. First, okay, I'm a better magician, but can you believe that? (laughs) Can you believe that? You just can't get away, can you? No, I cannot escape this man. Alex is invading our dreams now. I will hunt you. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's safe. <laughs> this is a you can run, but you cannot hide. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, and I think because Matthew wasn't like used to that, so it hit him pretty hard to, you know, and so he got so not used to it. And I think it was also so effective. It was so effective. Yeah, I generally take a much longer period of time, but it showed me that you can really, con- if you condense the work and put a lot of effort in, it's actually more effective because it stays. Okay, and let me go through the tip Matt just mentioned that I think is one of the most valuable that I ever use for scripting is right before sleep. And I've already mentioned that's where a lot of my magic, a lot of my creativity comes from that slot where I'm in my bed, all the screens are turned off. Sometimes there, there is some background music, sometimes not. But I'm just blank mind, not thinking about the day, nothing about tomorrow, just chilling. And that's where I get a lot of magic done. And for scripting, it's the best. And so it's amazing to rehearse scripts. But... The important part is just not to go, no, 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 Okay. The important part is to say it at the speed you say it and imagine yourself doing the movements you're yeah, going to do. Visualize it. So you're sort of projecting yourself as if you were performing, which is really important. And trust me, if you do that a couple of nights in a row and work a little bit on your scripts on a day, those will be inside your muscle memory. It's one of the worst that's things. that's what you want. Exactly. One of the worst things in the world is watching yourself a video of yourself perform and go, wow, I was completely oblivious to what was happening. That person said that, and I had I had the perfect thing to say, a point to make, and or maybe like lifting up the audience and encouraging what you just said, or you know, or you know, sometimes making a witty comeback, because sometimes it's appropriate. But I was just I was zoned out. I was thinking about what I was gonna say next. And when you start learning your scripts well enough, well you have that mental capacity now to process things that are going on around you. Um, Alex, just for example's sake, with you and your scripting, how many times a day do you go over a script? Not, not when you're sleeping. Yeah, so right now it's a little special because there's this piece that you guys know I'm working on that's very important to me because it has a very central part in my show. And I'm also using for other things, but I don't think are more worth mentioning here. So right now, I woke up this morning. Uh, I had a couple of emails to send and everything. Once I got my work done for the day, I got in front of a camera and right now I'm at, I'm at 56 takes today, but I'm probably going to go up to a hundred just today because today my explicit objective was to get that script done. Um, but on a more like normal basis, I would do, I have like a technical training routine and a rehearsing routine. And so technical, just doing moves again and again and again. And the rehearsing is doing pieces as if for a real audience with the body motion and the full script. And usually I have three tricks that I want to rehearse every day and it changes sometimes every couple of days, sometimes every week, sometimes every month. 
and I go through those usually uh, if I'm happy about the way I'm delivering two to three times, if I'm not happy, maybe more five to 10. Doing that, as Alex said, gets it into your muscle memory because how awful does it feel or how awful does it feel to watch someone when they have a little bit of banter with the audience and then they go out of the script mode and then they have to come back in and they're like, oh shoot, I don't, I don't remember what I'm supposed to say. And they have to stop and think where in the script were they supposed to continue because it's not in their memory and it is so awkward and painful on stage. No, I, I know I agree with you and that's a great point. I wanted to, to bring it back actually, because you're talking, uh, I think that the point in the, in the script writing phase that you're talking about is more, okay, we have a more definitive script at this point. Uh, we are going through the motions and going through the, through the movements. Uh, I want to bring it back to like the, the beginning. You sit down in front of your computer, you have your idea, you know, you're building your show. But you ultimately always start with a blank document that you have mm -hmm. to start writing your script into. Uh, and I'm going through that process just right now. So yeah, it's the was, worst. was working with me a little bit on that. Yeah, about um, about a Zoom show. Uh, and I've, I've performed this show already twice. Uh, but I haven't... And I had a script for it before, but I had a more open script. Mm -hmm. uh, what Connor was saying in, in his question is a bit more of an outline. Uh, and I realized the flaws with that. And I said, okay, I really need to change it. So I went back and I started writing from the top and I wrote and I, I color coded it. I wrote uh, in one color the things that I'm saying generally to the audience in another color when I want to directly address one specific audience member. Then I have their responses in another color and a fourth color for my movements. Where am I looking? Uh, am I doing a move? Am I doing something? So uh, all these things come together and they, uh, I think it's important to, to tell everybody that there, ha there is a point where you have to sit down and think about all these things and put them on the paper. It's not just laying down at night. Okay, I will do this. I will do that. The point has to come. We were just talking about it um, uh, in another episode of this podcast. Write things down. Yeah. My, I, I'll, I'll go off of that because that is the worst step. And that's what people are scared of when they think of scripting. Oh, I need to sit in front of a blank page. I don't know what to write. Well, first of all, you don't need to do that as soon as you think. I would, I don't mind performing things for other magicians and close friends I trust unscripted because then I can get some vibes, but I would never ever perform it for a lay audience or someone that I am ever paid to perform, which I won't say, you know, go off of more artsy. I go ahead for buddies that know I'm going to get honest feedback. First of all, do it a couple of times, see how it feels. Then here's the most important part. It is going to take a little bit of effort. It's going to be, you're going to get a tenfold payback. I guarantee. Totally worth it. Take a blank page and write everything you want to say. It doesn't even need to be sentences. Write bullet points if you want to. It doesn't even need to make sense to anyone but you. And write everything you are doing, you want to say, and obviously intent and everything. All the cool lines, all the subjects that might be interesting to that piece. And I mean, like for instance, you have a transpo, you know, whatever. Here the potential themes are like time travel or dimensional vortex mm -hmm. or invisible travel. What list everything. All the cool, and if you have cool lines or cool concepts you want to explore, which I love just looking into my uh, stock of cool principles, line paradoxes, and see which ones I could plug in. And have this huge, like, massive information. And now comes the fun part. The subtractive approach. It's not, a script isn't about adding things until it's okay. It's about taking things away until there is nothing left to take away. And just slash things out. And absolutely destroy that thing. 
And when you're left with solid bases, then you can go off of that. And I'll even like throw in a little anecdote here. And you guys know the piece I'm working on. Uh, like a good half of it, if not more, is completely silent. And that arrived because I came on my list of things and realized it was empty. So my approach isn't, oh, what can I say? My approach is, oh, wow, there is nothing left to say. There is nothing left to say. What do I say? Nothing. And so I, I decided to make it silent and introduce it properly, etc. So yeah, I, I would say just put way too much on the table and start picking things away until you until it gets to the bare bones of it. Yeah, totally. There's a there's a saying. You can remind me who says it, but it's saying it's it's for stand up comedy, and a comic will say you take a joke, and the process of making a joke funny is if it's funny already take away one word. If it's still funny, you didn't need that word. And then you keep doing it until you can't take away words, and that is the best concise version of the joke. And there's another thing uh, really quickly I wanted to say, um, which is that I, I have a background in uh, classical piano. And my teacher, when you rehearse something, first you have to know the notes, and then you have to get the technique down, and then you have to get the sound down. But then you have to get your breathing correct and your posture right. And that's something people don't think about. There's so many more layers than most people would like to admit. She literally says you have to know, ev you have to know how many times you're gonna breathe during the piece because then it's the exact feeling. It's the correct thing. It's doing the right thing intentionally and not hoping you're gonna improvise something good. I think. Uh, I mean, have have you ever compared a pianist to a, a classical pianist to a magician in terms of? how things feel compared to what they wanted to say. I mean, it's a no match because classical pianists nail what they want to express every single time. And that's no, no, it's not, it's not by chance. Sure. Uh, I just want to add a couple of things. Uh, we focused a lot on the writing scripts aspect, and I agree that that blank sheet of paper is very intimidating. But I think another moment where scripting loses a lot of fans is when you're delivering your first script because it feels horrible, it feels robotic, it feels forced. And so I want to talk really quickly uh, a few things to make that delivery process easier. Uh, when I coach public speaking, one technique we always do is think about every word you're saying, because when you wrote whatever you felt, you were feeling some emotion. And then the more and more we repeat that, we suddenly become numb to whatever we were feeling. And sometimes even go through paragraph by paragraph and just write down, this is the emotion I'm feeling here. And obviously it's not so you can force that emotion. It's so you can remember that you are already feeling that emotion. Um, another technique that I think works pretty well to start off the script is just film a video of you improving it and then just transcribe it and start from there. And now at least it's not a blank sheet anymore. You have something that you can subtract based on, like Alex said. So. Yeah, it's definitely intimidating and it's definitely a huge topic, something we can't cover in a single podcast, but hopefully our message has been that it's worth the pain and that it does get Please. better. Yeah, for sure. And let me just go off of, you're probably thinking your first script is going to blow and the first time you're going to say that script is going to be a humiliating experience. Trust me, it's still better than everything you were doing before. But you didn't, you weren't honest with yourself. You were pretending like you were killing it and making the spontaneous jokes, you probably suck at improvising. I absolutely blow at improvising. I thought I was good for a while. I blow. And no matter how bad you think it is, it's significantly better than what you're doing and it's going to get exponentially better. So the last message is 
it's always better, but it's hard work. Completely agree with everything you guys are saying. Uh, before we wrap it up, I do want to mention something that was slightly touched on, but I just want to expand on it. It's uh, silent scripting. Uh, Magic and Showmanship by um, Henning Nelms. He goes. He has a huge little section on silent scripting, and that is where you script everything that you're thinking and doing when you're not speaking. As in, you have to script what you're thinking. Oh, that's weird. The coin disappeared. And that's going to allow you to remember to act surprised, to get that natural emotion. That's cool. Uh, Another thing, I know I saw Alex's script. He does this. He scripts every single motion that he does. Right, like body turned to the right, hands the card to the spectator. It's It's not just natural movements. Like these are scripted. And that's one thing I want people to remember you know there's more to scripting than just your dialogue um which ultimately yeah, every think, breath no it is the most the more yeah. the most important part of scripting is not even the the words is everything else that will add to a total presentation because the, the words are perhaps the most malleable part of your script the part that depending on the circumstance you might have to change a word here or there make a witty comment here don't make this comment there Everything else, I think, will be more consistent because it's your breathing, your looking, your actions that do really create that environment um, for for your spectator and the environment for your show. Uh, gentlemen, I am very sorry, but I, I have to hand it. And I, there is I, so much left to say. I, I know. <laughs> I know. I feel so bad. Uh, but I do. I do have to end it. Before we do go, uh, we have one more segment. We have our assembly. Uh, Sanjeev is taking that for us today so sir whenever you're ready yes Gonzalo thank you um, again the assembly is where we look to other art forms and hope to take lessons away that we can then apply to magic and one thing that I find so interesting is the stammer the uhs the ums the uh what am I supposed to oh yeah things like that and uh, we call it conversational repair in pragmatics, and they are usually forgotten. Um, you never remember how much someone said uh and um. But in the moment when you are sitting there, they definitely add a feeling of authenticity, which is very interesting. For example, Michelle Obama scripts all her stammers. Every uh and um is scripted. I think that's insane. Uh, my specific recommendation today is stand-up comedians because they script every single beat, every stammer, every pause, every look, every turn is scripted. And I think a few incredible examples are Kevin Hart and Jerry Seinfeld. Kevin Hart's style is very expressive, so out there and and open. But if you watch different videos of his set, they are virtually identical. His motions, his eye contact, identical. The only things that change are the improvements he makes based on audience feedback. Lots to learn from him. And Jerry Seinfeld is just just a master of, of observational humor. And his comedy is also scripted to the T. And I think watching them um, gives you both inspiration, uh, ideas, things to work on, and also motivation because, hey, at least we'll never have to do 12 nights in a row at random open mics and then get booed by crowds our job is fortunately a little easier than what they go through stand-up comedy if you can go through the experience of blowing at a venue where your name is on do it you'll become yeah. better yeah find it a hurts. place to be bad become better oh that's good i like that it is okay bad. to be bad uh gentlemen thank you so much for being here today 
to everyone who's listening, thank you so much for sticking to the end. Um, come and meet us on our social media, share this podcast with a friend, uh, all that good stuff. Uh, on our side, all that, all that I have to do is to thank Alex, Connor, Matthew, and Sanjeev for being here today. Uh, this was another episode of Ungimmick.